Welcome back to the kickoff in what must be the greatest week of Lawrence McKenna's life. life. Is it? Yeah. It is. <laughs> it must be. Why? Why would it not be? Yeah. There's no reason. There's no other week. I mean, it, it would have been anyway because you, 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 three days before you need grandfather, your son was born. Yeah. Right. So then you got that. That's as good as it gets. Yeah. But if it could possibly be any better, it's your football team winning the Premier League after 30 years or whatever of waiting. After pretty much my whole life. Yeah. Waiting to see this moment. Pretty much since you were born. Yeah. Yeah. They won it the year after I was born as yeah. well. And then never since there you go the McKenna curse strikes again <laughs> someone someone texted me actually and said he's three days old and he's already seen a 4-0 win in a cha- <laughs> championship I love it it's crazy again the second podcast where I'm just speechless which is pretty fucking useless for a podcast um, I was thinking of you you know mm-hmm. you're my mate and I know uh, you've waited a long time for this and everything that's uh, happened in the last week yeah. is pretty intense and I just thought this guy must be on the ropes emotionally he must be all over like you know really really like so happy um what did you di- what did you and your dad say to each other when you rang each other i actually videoed that yeah yeah i set up the camera immediately and like video because i still want to capture i want to remember his reaction yeah and i think he was equally as stunned as i was uh-huh. and quite emotional and we both kind of just sat there and almost had a normal conversation but as champions and that was the difference was he was like he almost didn't he just wanted to go yeah we won it but how are you and he, yeah. he almost couldn't talk about it and process yeah. it in that moment but I, when he picked up it's a, it, I could tell how happy it, it, but he this was. is a, a, we, we've, we've got a podcast coming out on what Lawrence has been through having his son and everything that'll be yeah. out on the main channel on Saturday but you know, as we as we went into in that podcast, your dad has been ill. You, you know, you you had a baby boy. He's a newly uh, crowned Grand, granddad. granddad. You know, you, you, there's a lot of it's. This is football brings people together. It's not just about the players kicking the ball around. It is in it's Bobby Robson's uh, phrase. I don't know if anyone watching said it's it's the fans. It's everything else that comes into it. It's the emotion, the bonding over watching your team yeah. and having this thing together. You've got that. With your dad, you're so a Liverpool much. fan because of your because dad. Because he, who yeah. was born to your, yeah. your your dad was, uh, you know, his family are from Liverpool. That you shouldn't really have been a Liverpool fan. That was passed down to you. Yeah. And now you're passing it down to your son, mm. and then you are all three, you guys, and this is watching a whole, together. Oh, are you man. trying to make me cry? I don't know. It's I, just it, amazing. It is, no, it made it's, me. It's yeah. just yeah, it gives you that feeling. Of course, man, because I, I love you. So I was like. I could give a fuck about Liverpool. Like, you know, I, I admire the team. What, what a team. Mm-hmm. A huge fan of Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. But that was about you and everything that you've been through. And I me. think the, the, the thing is, that's actually the case for every Liverpool fan Absolutely. individually is going to mm. have those stories. And um, I think that's what people don't realise mm. now in this Twitter era is like there's an individual behind each of these accounts and not everyone's just this banterous like terrible person who's mm. coming for your followers or coming for you mm. like there was a little old lady shared recently by the Newcastle account I don't know if you've seen that yeah and like you just, even She's little so old sweet. ladies are loving football like it's, yeah I don't know I, I think when a title is won by a team especially a team who's waited a long time to win a league title that's when the banter can you can have a bit banter but that's when the nastiness uh, the rivalry's over at that moment all the rivals have to go, yeah. Like, I've watched UFC fighters beat the living fuck out of each other and, and still shake hands and hug at the end and go, what a fight. You kick me ass, 
well done. And that's brutal. That's you're literally punching each other in the face. This is kicking a ball around. It isn't as serious. I mean, these guys could die. You know, football, you know, it's different. Mm-hmm. So the when I guess we could talk about this is when 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 football Twitter sort of so much of it exploded with that sort of lack of sportsmanship, you were just like, ah. It's a shame that I just, I was as I feel sad for them to not be able to let that go for one minute. I don't, I, there's so many different ways to unpack this. I almost don't want to go to the negatives before we go to the positives. So I want to start a headline on the positives. Yeah, let's which do are that then. which are this Liverpool team is a great team. Mm. This Liverpool team has made the fans not only fans of Liverpool now. It's gained Liverpool new fans because because it, it is such a watchable team. It is such a good. Do team. you want to know something funny? Go on. I know you hate Donald Trump. Sure, please tell me. He's an Arsenal fan. No, 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 no. But the point is... Almost definitely. The the phrase he coined is actually exactly what Jurgen Klopp did. He made Liverpool great again. Right. And that is actually like... Yeah. That is what Jurgen Klopp did. Yeah. Trump, on the other hand, not so much, but... He didn't make Liverpool great again. But when I made a video about a year ago when I said put some respect on Jurgen Klopp's name because right around the time the you guys beat Barcelona in the Champions League semi-final was... 4-0, yeah. I said put some respect on Jurgen Klopp's name because so many people at that point were banging on saying, yeah, but he's not won nothing. He's not won nothing. He's not won nothing. And, And... you know, all of your rivals, or at least they thought they were your rivals at that moment, were saying, he's not won nothing, he's not won nothing. I was like, fuck if he's not won nothing. What he is doing at Liverpool right now is amazing. If you can't see that, you're burying your head in the sand. It's historic. Right now, because I put a tweet out last night saying, you know, you know, put some respect on Jurgen Klopp's name, just because I remember that mm. that video got so many views. And someone was like, as if anyone wasn't. I'm like, 12 months ago, there was people saying he's not won nothing. It's easy to sit there and say that now because everyone is very quiet, like a church fucking mouse. Mm -hmm. But let's not forget, 12 months ago, people were burying Klopp saying, yeah, very much like they do with Pochettino for Spurs. Yeah, he did good, but what has he actually won? He always falls short. He's uh, choker. He's going to choke. What this proves is if you keep building, you keep doing the work and you keep persisting, the rewards come and that's exactly what's happened with Klopp and with those Liverpool players. But also, that's what I think makes Klopp very special for Liverpool. Mm. And I'm not saying, here's the thing, something can mean something to your team and it mean nothing to the other team, all right? Let me be very clear, whatever you have to say about Liverpool, I don't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck. We've just won the Premier League. Why would I care what you think about our goal record or our defence, or the fact we're not going to make 100 points. Winning the Premier League to this fan base was everything. Mm -hmm. And it was breaking a hoodoo, it was, you know, getting the duck out of the way, all these ridiculous things. It was all that we wanted. And we'd had manager after manager that were false dawns, or dawns that were pretty, but didn't quite fulfil. Brendan Rodgers, Rafa Benitez, I don't want to say uh, Roy Hodgson, Gerard Houllier. (laughs) Even at one point when Kenny Dalglish and people like he's going to turn the team around, this is the start of a new era. We had owners who at one Bro, point... the Luis Suarez season, you yeah. guys were amazing. Luis Suarez was incredible in that season. So was Daniel Sturridge. So was Raheem Sterling. There were, I can go through teams and teams and teams and I can list the starting 11, all the subs, all these guys that at one point Liverpool fans had convinced themselves to a position where we thought, yeah, that team can win the league. And it's only now looking at this team and how special this team is that I look back and with no disrespect to the guys in the past, but go, yeah, I can see why these teams didn't win the league, but I can see why that guy, why, you know, Jurgen Klopp managed to get this team to win the league. 
And that's, but you have to bear in mind, that's all that I've known for 30 years. Mm-hmm. All that I've known for my, pretty much my whole life is some is people saying, no, no, Liverpool's a good, good club. Trust us, like, it is a, it's a good club. And I've been like, yeah, I know, it's good. Everyone around me going, you guys never be as good as you once were. You're snatching at the old days. It, you know, it's always your year, all this sort of thing. And suddenly it is our year. Suddenly it is the moment where we get to go, yeah, yeah, we won this. And for some weird reason, the modern age just doesn't want people to be happy. In Even if they win, it, people, there's no way, that everyone wants it to be that their, their story is the only story that counts. So even though I've won, Man City fans are going, or anyone is going, yeah, but you know, you did it on with COVID or you did it with this or with that or with this. And I'm like, if anything, having COVID and winning the league's more impressive. It's so fucking hard. <laughs> People, nah, every, it's possible that bad and good happens at the same time. But ultimately, I don't care what you think. I care what you think. We, we can. I don't care what but every thinks. single, you can be critical of every single football team in the history of time. Right? Pretty much, there's always one thing you can try and say to detract. Greatness comes in many different shapes and sizes, like. Man United 99 or Chelsea 2005 or the Arsenal Invincibles mm-hmm. and now this team Barcelona Real, yeah. Milan, Real all, all those teams had their own sort of philosophy th- yeah, and, and, and styles and, but also things that you could say to try and detract of oh well what about this so Man United didn't go undefeated in a season whatever a win is a fucking win yeah you don't get more for more points. You no. don't get more for less losses. You don't get more for more goals. You get the same bastard trophy at the end of the fucking season. Here's the only thing. Deal with it. Here's the thing that really adds, adds up to me. Whether we finish second again to City this season or whether we won the Premier League, I would still love this team. And I would still think, look at that from memory. Mm. And some people seem to think that... It, there's so many straw men in football right now. It's like, well, you didn't win 100 points. I never said I wanted to win 100 points. Yeah, but you didn't beat, you know, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. You didn't win the Champions League as well. You didn't win a treble. I think that's the thing, though, is when, when people are trying to say, and this is the ultimate argument they're trying to make, you're not clearly the greatest team of all time. There's no pleasure in that. Guess, guess what? <laughs> like, that's when you know that, that you're yeah. onto something. When people are trying to say, well, you're not the greatest team ever. It's like, well, the fact that you're even saying that as an yeah. argument shows where how far we've come. Because guess what, bitch? No one else is in that conversation right yeah. now. We, we didn't mention We're the only that one in that conversation. Yeah. yeah, we don't mention that. Like I, I tweeted last night, and it's a it's a very genuine video. I didn't know what to do, and I had you actually tweeted that to me. Uh, Message me. Text it to you first, and I, te- I said I like that, and you said fuck it, I'm tweeting it. And in that in the moment, uh, I had a. a like a quiet five minutes in my own flat after days of having a newborn baby. Mm-hmm. And I was watching TV and I was just overcome with everything. And I was just like, I've got a kid. Liverpool just won the league. <laughs> and I, was, I got up. So you see me rough my hair and then get up. And I was going to talk and I just couldn't. I couldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And I just got so choked up and so emotional. And I just thought... Even now, uh-huh. we won it. Like, you know, I mean, it's a Premier League title compared to a child, but 
No, but it, it's a lot of uh, it's it's a fairy tale right now for you in your head. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's, and it's everything you've ever wanted from life has just landed in your lap. Yeah, and Ooh. the funny thing is, I, I'm the least happy for me that we won the Premier League. Yeah. I'm the most happy for my dad and my son. And even I look at Jurgen Klopp and think. I'm really happy for you. Like, I really love him. Mate, this is the thing. This man is so likable. Even the rest of the Premier League, even Man United fans look at Klopp and go, fair play. You know, like a lot of them do anyway. Because they want to. Because the guy has got a passion for football that Mm -hmm. is infectious. He is, his passion for football, I know I bang on about him, but it's Bobby Robson-esque, you know what I mean? This is a man who loves football. It's so similar to Bobby Robson. Absolutely. Because there's times, there's times where you might, you might be so angry and the only person that's possible to turn you around would be Bobby Robson. Mm-hmm. You could be apoplectic with rage and Bobby Robson would go, but it's not that bad, is it? And you go, good point, Bobby. It isn't that bad. No, because some people have got a good heart on them and it shines through in their face and their tone of voice and everything about them. And I wish... And these people are unique. Yeah, they're so special. Mm. They're such... They're, he's such a great leader. But and it's, it's very hard to rule through, by love. Yeah. It's very, very... That is... That is a thing that 99% of leaders can't do. Mm-hmm. It takes such um, discipline. So Alex Ferguson was the greatest, right? I'm not taking away from him, but he didn't rule by love. Mm-hmm. He ruled from fear. Like those players respected and feared him. Mm-hmm. To rule by love, it, it's, a magi- uh, it's a sort of magical capability that like, I've only seen in the Premier League what a handful like two three maybe and there's different kinds of love as well like Mourinho made his players love him in a very different way in a uh, you know quite a psychological mm. very intense but different kind of love mm. and I'm sure that Sir Alex Ferguson had a father-son relationship with people like Cristiano Ronaldo. he, he, he did but there was a line with Fergie right. there, there was something there where and I'm not taking away from him the, I'm trying to give credit he is the standard bearer he is the number one clearest day and now I for all way. managers to come after him you look at him and you're trying to aspire to, to recreate that he and has I'm, 13 Premier League titles I'm, I'm just saying for Klopp when, when, when witnessing greatness in, in Jurgen Klopp when, uh, and he has elements of Fergie but he's got elements of Boy Robson that's what makes him uh, such a special guy and to say him when he came in maybe four or five years ago I can't remember what it was but I remember him saying I'd like to win a title within the next five years he said four but this is giving whatever us fifth, yeah. he was he was laughed at you know what I mean and in the last three years to go Champions League final alright you lost it Champions League final won it Premier League title like this is a team who really you know let's be honest like Gary Neville's a very respected pundit at the start of the season Gary Neville said Man United will win a league title before Liverpool do like that's how far away even this season but 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 four or five years ago Liverpool were miles away what he's been able to do and let's you know in an era where Man City have been able to spend a hell of a lot of money and I know Liverpool have spent money too but it's not in the same not even in the same planet not in the same way it's, a, it's amazing what he's done and what I will remember about this style and, and he has taken what he did at Dortmund that sort of heavy metal football whatever they called it where it's non-stop energy it's that never say die attitude they they outwork you I've called it an American style of um, you know sport uh, yeah he has that American mentality where it's like we will play harder than you and you will break before we do mm-hmm. and for me despite the technique that many of his players have that is what I'm going to remember about this team I'm going to remember like 
these players play hard for each other. Yeah. They really and like the team spirit that he has cultivated. When you uh, when you see them partying in the, in this little, little like thing they've rented out afterwards. Oh my god! Like they they love each other. These boys, you know what I mean. And that's, that's what you want to see. You also love how uninhibited so many of these teams are. Like yeah. how much there's so much hugging going on, yeah. and that's what I hated about Manchester United a few years ago when they had Rio Ferdinand and all these guys, mm. and they were all clearly so bonded. Mm. And then you look at your own team and you're like, mm, okay, there's a couple of guys there. There's a core. There's not one player on that Liverpool team that didn't look bonded to another player in that team that didn't. You know, when there's a goal, they all get together. They play for each other. That is that is something that is just overlooked so much mm. because we're we're wrapped up in tactics and technique. But if you can play for each other and give your all for the team, you're gonna do well. Like mm. at Newcastle, the last two seasons, I think you could argue we we have had. This is a set. I know it's about Liverpool, mm. but. We've had one of the worst squads, if not the worst squad in the league, the last two seasons in a row. We've finished well clear of the bottom five, mm-hmm. both times, because these our lads play for each other, to be fair to them. Like, they do try hard. So when you add technique to that, it's a recipe for success. I think mentality as well is just is so important. And perception of yourself. He's changed the way that Liverpool Football Club see themselves. Because mm-hmm. I think Liverpool, arguably from the early 90s until Jürgen came in, maybe midway through Brendan Rodgers, saw themselves differently. They thought, yeah, the success has gone. Yeah, we might win a couple of trophies here and there. And you start to question whether they've lost it, whether it's possible to gain it back, whether the the field is too far ahead of you to make up that gap. Because whilst you're a good team, you might not be a great team. Mm-hmm. And Benitez was very good at bridging that gap with the different kind of resource. And then Brendan Rodgers had a very different way of bridging the gap. And then Jurgen Klopp came in and went, let's not bridge the gap. Let's make a gap between us and them. And to do that and to change that perception of yourself harks back to what Shankly did for Liverpool. And I mean, that then you're talking about the greatest Liverpool manager, maybe with Paisley of all time. It's the consistency. That's, that's just it's amazing. That too, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's how they play almost every game at the same exact level. Yeah. Like there's been times where I've seen teams win the league you could talk about that Leicester team, magical though it was. They were up and down at times, you know, they, they did really well. But it was, it was, it was, you didn't really know what they were going to be like every game. I remember Man United uh, when the Robin Van Persie season. I remember thinking, God, you guys are shit at mm-hmm. defending. I don't even know. Like, that was a mental season. It was all over the place. Like, um, and obviously we've had consistent teams, but this team, pooh. You look at the Invincibles, you look at Man United 99, Chelsea 05. They're, they're top five now. This Liverpool team are top five. They're all things I would, I would critique about them. And I do think it's a vital because they didn't really strengthen last summer, did they? So I don't know if they, I mean, I'd be, I think they'll change a few people in and out. I think strengthening is a different thing. So, so I think it's, in, it's important that he looks at Alex Ferguson and goes, right, we can't just be happy mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong celebrate now celebrate fucking rest of the season but there's got to be a moment where they go right that was then and this is now and Ferguson was so good at wiping the slate clean and challenging his players to go you did it once doing it again is way harder this is where legacies are made and and I really think Klopp is very capable of that actually mm-hmm. because the consistency we're seeing now it has, hasn't happened overnight it's gotten progressively stronger and stronger and stronger yeah. and it, as long as he keeps the players on their toes and the ones who need change and are changed 
you guys could be air force. The, they're still a young team, by the way. Yeah. Like Virgil van Dijk still not peaking. You know, Trent Alexander-Arnold's still young. Allison's still it's young. Just, it's the only fear, bro, is it, and not to, uh, you know, get ahead of ourselves because okay. the season's to come and you guys have got to enjoy this now, but it's just some of the people who... Once they reach their goals in life, for some reason, they just can't. The thirst goes, and it's about maintaining that. And I think with Klopp, you got a real chance. It's fascinating because you would have also thought that happens maybe with the Champions League. And they go, well, we did win the Champions League. Mm -hmm. I think this Liverpool team also do want to prove it's not a one-off and that it isn't like a one-hit wonder kind of thing. But Mm. this season, and I think, you know, the mentality-wise, we'll see Jurgen Klopp possibly upgrade them again. We'll see. Going into next year you're going to have a lot more challenges. You're going to have Manchester United. They're going to be a lot stronger. Man City will either be stronger or more resilient. Mm-hmm. They're looking at buying Koulibaly, someone like that. Chelsea are going to be a real force because they've already got Werner. He's going to get them a lot more goals. Mate, the Premier League's only getting more exciting now. Yeah. And guess what? Saudi money could yeah. be happening. And I was going to finish on Newcastle. Newcastle. And then Spurs are still going to be a really hard team to Saudi play. Saudi Royal Family United. Yeah. A new name. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a beauty, it's got a ring to it, you would say. Yeah. That's going to happen. All of that's going to happen yeah. next season. And to top that off, Liverpool are going to be a, um, amongst that field what do you think about the fans how much Liverpool fans generally be feeling right now what vibes are you getting because the, there was one I, I was on Twitter I seen this one tweet there was this young I don't know 12 year old boy picture of him you know he passed away and I think his mum or dad had put it I was like fuck that's choking me up a bit yeah. there like and it's just a, that, that fan base you now have, you've, you've done it you know yeah. what I mean like it must be after Covid and lockdown and all that it must be like Fuck me, what a relief for them, all of them. You know what I mean? We said this, I think on the podcast where we were talking about, some people took it a bit the wrong way, where it was a bit like they thought we were having to go at people just generally commenting on COVID. Um, And we said there will be people who won't make it through COVID and won't make it through coronavirus, who won't get to see Liverpool win the league title. Who, and that was, that's really sad. Mm. Because they're needlessly dying. I get that people die on a daily basis, but these people needlessly dying. And I think that is, makes it extra pertinent. There's, I think there's a few people trying to put a caveat on this. Like this isn't some, like as if Liverpool have been the only team that have got five extra subs. And is it as if Liverpool were the only team that was able to train during COVID? I or? mean, I think there's stupid people say stupid things. Well, Twitter's <laughs> full of them, yeah. And I think weirdly people are always going to try and caveat something that's unusual but for me it it's making for me i don't care what you think is making it extra special because i'm like wait so the team got through this they stayed fit they look amazing they were chasing crystal palace down the pitch at four nil up because they thought the performance we put in against everton wasn't good enough Mm -hmm. we want to win this and be clapped out by man city at their own stadium Mm -hmm. so that we we are the champions and our nearest rivals have to go yep that this can't be overlooked. Like um, I know we people can talk about COVID, but I, you know I'd rather not. Like uh, it, to me, the facts of the matter is, you guys were over twenty points clear in March, yeah. mate. This you, this title was over before COVID. Yeah, Everyone knows that, and the right? conversation was like that as well. So I don't know why anyone would even bring up COVID. COVID. 
all, all COVID brings is terrible sadness and everything that's come with it, and it's been it's been sad for everyone. And it's nice that uh, the Liverpool fan base get to have this moment after everyone's gone through a shit time. And I think a lot of people can appreciate what hard work is earned, you guys. Yeah. I've seen so a lot of people putting that on t- uh, Twitter. This, you know, there's always going to be the bitter rivalry, and I get that. Like Man United fans aren't going to want to say this. Everton fans, City fans aren't going to want to say this. That makes total sense to me. I got no problem with that, but. Also, there's just a way of handling this whole situation and going, yeah, well done. Fair enough. You, you, you got your moment. We'll have ours next, yeah. you know? Uh, That's and, the and, element, And a way. little bit of banter is cool. Yeah. It's when, it's when the salt comes that I get a bit, you uh, know. Never um, have I used so much of Steph Curry pouring salt all over something because <laughs> it's cl- it, the sad thing is it's so clear that some people are so salty about Liverpool winning it because it's going to take away so many tweets that they can make. And that's the sad bit. Like, you're a loser who all you have is that you can tweet about something and now you've lost a whole catalogue of that where it's like, will it be Liverpool's year? You've had 30 years. Mm. Instead of now saying you've never won a Premier League title, it's you've not won as many as we have. And it's like, okay, but we're the most recent winners. We're great right now. That's all I care about. Yeah, well... Who cares? Yeah. I... I got so many replies last night. I, I did. I, I, yeah. I literally just put out a tweet, mate. I'm a Newcastle fan, right? Apparently not. You yeah. know, closet red, apparently. Yeah. I just was like, fair play to Klopp, as I said. Um, great, great team work. I remember that. It is. But most of all, just happy for me, mate. And, and the amount of people who are just so angry and bitter about it, and I'm like, let it go, mate. You just got to yeah. let it go, pal. It's all right, man. It'll be okay, you know. I got called bent. So much mm. bent gay fag, all these kind of things. So much last night. Mm. And I just thought... Your son looking up at you going, shows what they're no, Dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did actually reply to one guy. I said something like... Uh, what was the one about the rainbow thing? Oh, I said, uh, I, I've got a newly born son three days ago. If that makes me gay, wrap me in a rainbow. <laughs> and uh, I think he deleted his tweet. I think, let's be honest, there's, there's massive homophobia out there for... Um, and it just, it comes out in like... I've had it, you've had it, like, it is, it's amazing how acceptable people find that because they're talking about, because, oh, but it's all right, though, because um, I don't actually think he's gay, so that means I can use all the... Yeah, you but know. you're using it as a, as a slur. Absolutely. You, you think it insults... You're insult- not using it in an ironic way at all. The funny thing is, those guys think it insults me to think that I'm gay. Devastated. All it makes me think is, how can I give you the campus reply possible oh. so that your stereotype works against well, you. Uh, yeah. and it turns out it you know it really gets them angry some of them like it really enrages some people funny old thing I love that I think it's great and I also you know what I love is that Manchester United have won 13 Premier Leagues and that I've seen all that and that in those moments I was also equally sad I was equally angry because now it makes it all the sweeter for me that we've come through that and on the other side of that we've won the title that's the nature of a fucking league if you don't understand what sport is it's about saying we are the best at this and let's find a way to grade how good everyone is. When, when, when you're number one in the league, that's the whole point. So I don't understand why everyone's getting angry that when Liverpool finish first, somehow people want to celebrate that. That's literally the nature of football. Somehow people want to take away from that. I don't understand it. This is the thing is, when you try to take away from, and I, I say this completely honestly, one of the greatest football teams I've ever seen yeah. in England you look like a clown. Yeah. Now, that is just a fact. Do you know, like, if Sunderland had just put on the performance that you guys had put on, I'd be like, it makes us Perfect. fucking sick. But guess what? They were great. I, I couldn't lie to myself and lie to everyone around me 
What? To save face? Mm-hmm. I feel like a fucking idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it, it what am I going to do? I'm, not, I'm literally going to deny gravity. I'm going to deny things that are basic facts of life. Yeah? yeah. And everyone else in the room is going, you look you look a bit stupid. Yeah. Like, why do that to yourself? Yeah. I don't get it. But that's the whole point of sport. Again, it goes even deeper than that. The whole <laughs> point of sport is that you master a system better than someone else masters it. Your understanding of football and how to win that game mm-hmm. is a better understanding in that moment, not forever, than anyone else's understanding and by by proxy of that therefore your ideas are the prevalent ideas in that day because you're seen as the winners i don't understand why that's so hard and and some people seem to forget that or that well you know you know city scored more goals and it's like yeah but they didn't win those games they scored they won eight nil they won six nil they won four nil it doesn't make city by the way any worse as a team the fact that liverpool are good doesn't take away from the fact that your city team is good i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to directly start calling out fans of clubs because let's this is the thing (laughs) no but there's man city fans out there man united fans out there and all even Everton fans arsenal fans were sitting there chill going yeah yeah great great well done i had so many lovely tweets by the way even even uh you know someone like uh goldbridge straight out money big man united fan out there online he was like look can't deny it best team by a mile this season he texts me he's a very sweet guy yeah exactly there's common sense people out there uh, but if you start going on like that it's like Man United have won 13 it's like when was the last one bro yeah what eight years ago come on you're doing exactly the thing that when I was 16 you turned to me and went you're living in the past mate and I was like I don't have a reply for that yeah it, I don't get it <laughs> yeah. you you. the whole point is that you're you know if, we've won today though yeah. yeah champions right now though the whole point of life and the whole yeah. point of 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 all this is that our perception is true like our perception is true than other people I think it's hard after club no but I think it's when you buy in and this is the problem with successful teams to be fair like Arsenal and Manchester United who Mm. have been so good for so long a lot of people they grew up with that as a fact mm-hmm. sort of I, I go to school I come home uh, my mum gives me my dinner I breathe air and Arsenal are great Man United are great and as they become adults and that that changes dramatically which it clearly has although Man United do look like they're getting better at the moment it's their, their success level has gone dramatically down it's it's difficult to let go of you yeah. know and it, so although they're now an adult mentally that childhood and everything that they have is so emotionally attached yeah and it's gripped onto this sort of thing of Man United's still better though Man City's still better Arsenal's still better whatever and it's like I get it like I don't blame you but also it's time to grow up like you know what I mean it's time to let go of that and go you know you guys are going to have your chance next season you, this, this is their moment the whole point it's, it's going to come again every season and, and, and we all know chance. football is cyclical in that you know another team will rise another team will dominate for a few years um, whatever like that, honestly though let it go it's okay that was what was part of yeah. the fact that when you say football is cyclical that is what was so frustrating for Liverpool because they'd been through so many cycles where they thought the peak of this cycle could be the one we made you know what it was with. Not to have a go at you or anything. No, I'm no. just saying, all your failures were me specifically. Were all, all of Liverpool's failures, Thank and you. I say that failures were still way better than what most fans get to have. You know, and yeah. you, you guys having a Steven Gerrard all those years and having him not win a title, but still having so many great memories, is still so much better than what Newcastle got for a long time. So I don't know. I think um, fans need to just. I don't know. I think COVID should have taught us a, a bit about like 
how serious sport is. I mean, we love sport, we enjoy sport, but also how not act like a dick about it mm. as much because there are more important things in terms of football's important because of what it symbolises for us with our memories and our families, but also just don't act like a dick about it. Football is... You know I mean? you know football and those things, is also, they're also quite reflective of what's going on in society mm. in that day. And the days that Liverpool really hold up are Shankly. Mm-hmm. The days that Manchester United really hold up are Busby and then um, Sir Alex. Yeah. And the days that Arsenal really hold up are Wenger and then a little bit before that mm-hmm. where you know their identity was very different to that. Mm-hmm. It's reflective of that. I, again, I understand, and maybe it's because now I'm a bit older. When I was younger, if Liverpool lost... I could like I was gutted for days. Oh, so long. Mm-hmm. Now when Liverpool lose, it's not so intrinsically linked to my identity that I can't go, we lost. Well, I still have to do the washing up, I still have to do all, well, what's that dishwasher? I still have to do all this stuff and it's not gonna have the same impact on I'm gonna have a is I'm gonna be sad, I'm gonna be a little bit upset about it, but I'm not gonna go, my identity is changing. I am now a loser. Like it seems as if a lot of people have got these things intrinsic link where if your team lose you are also only a loser and that's how you're defined and maybe that's how maybe that's how winning is you know done but it's a weird feeling and it's also I'll say this it's really weird when your team don't stop winning mm-hmm. because educate me I've got no idea yeah or it's <laughs> a very weird when your team are stuck in mediocrity and it really and I think this I is find the, I find the moments in that despite what exactly. some people said but it's reflective of, of your own mentality how you then frame that because some people go well we're stuck in mediocrity what's the point some people go yeah but I love the wins and some people go yeah but we lose too much you can tell the glass half full glass half empty people who can stand back a bit yeah. people who are too close to it that's the point of football I, I look at Newcastle for example and I'm, I, I'm left to feel uh proud and frustrated mm-hmm. at the same time I'm proud of the work I think the lads have got we try hard but I'm frustrated with the lack of help that they have been given from the board mm-hmm. uh, but yeah I still I find my happy moments you know I mean? someone left, uh, left a tweet on uh, one of the uh, videos uh, one of the comments rather last night about like oh you don't give a fuck about Newcastle and something I'm like why what the fuck man try watching a game with what him it's so annoying when a goal goes in this is off camera though isn't it yeah like, when a goal goes in you are insufferable and then there are moments where I genuinely think when you and I are watching the football together when the opposition score you're going to punch me <laughs> and, and it's not even that I'm like I think the anger's towards me it's just, I just think you see the nearest thing and you just go yep yeah, that deserves a good I punch I think I think because there was a period of time I was so like that board killed my sp- football spirit a bit like Mike Ashley made me not be able to enjoy it as much because mm-hmm. I knew that whether we won or lost it ultimately didn't matter with him because he was yeah. ne- we were never going to build we were never ever a win just meant alright I don't have to spend money then to get us out of jail a loss meant probably still not going to spend money like it, it, not that it's all about money but there's there's no philosophy there's no build there's not but, there's after, no but I've, I've kind of gotten used to that now and, and although I'm still frustrated by that I'm like I just I try and take the enjoyment in the game and my god that last Newcastle game against uh, Villa that was hard to enjoy we didn't have a shot at goal for half an hour <laughs> it was fucking hard but, there's but no, you sometimes gotta, there's no hope absolutely and, and watching Liverpool win a league has been a bit like that for me like oh, especially the Leicester season but a little bit with Liverpool is like you get a good manager Begins to you build. Could be in the hot seat. Yeah, <laughs> you could be, <laughs> aka, 
you could be Jurgen Norbert Klopp. It's also, let, let's say this, this didn't happen in one season and Jurgen Klopp just went, right, now it's time to win the title. Mm-hmm. From the very beginning, there was a match that I went to early on. I think it was the, either the, the first full season he had where we went to the Europa League final. Mm-hmm. And, oh no, it was the end of that season. And I went to Anfield to see Liverpool in the second leg against Borussia Dortmund. And it wasn't great in the first leg. We'd gone back to Anfield and Dortmund looked like the team. They looked a little bit better than Liverpool. They didn't, they had the idea, they were further along in their life cycle than Liverpool were in theirs. Liverpool were at the beginning of theirs. I was in the cop and I had, you know, Glenn, the camera guy, Mm. he was on one side. And on the other side, I turned to this guy and he has like, similar to you, but more tattoos Mm. all all over his hands. And he's like, you're right, mate. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I'm in a great mood today. And I was like, why? He was like, she got out of prison. And I was like, brilliant. <laughs> I didn't feel like going, what were you in for? Um, and it got bad. And I was a little bit like, hmm, if this goes south, like, what's this guy doing? And Glenn and I were having a good time. And, but then at half time, it he looked- text me, can you come to Anfield? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need you here. <laughs> and at half time, it looked like Liverpool were going to lose or less likely that they were going to win. And they needed, I think, three goals and it was from that game onwards where I thought, yeah, he's really building hope because we got those goals and it was Lovren, Sacco, players that were never supposed to get these goals, that we were, stories were being told. And suddenly it was, do, it? Liverpool fans were beginning to go, yeah, we've got a bit of hope. We were beginning to remember what it's like to be, you know, always hopeful. Every game, there's always a chance because we didn't have Steven Gerrard in the same way as we... He, he does that. He just, just, that. Just, to, just to piggyback on that, in that, in that Barcelona game... At the start, I I've remember hearing he gave a speech at the start and he said, it's impossible, something like, we we, yeah. we wouldn't have a chance, but because it's you, yeah. and he pointed all the players and said, we do have a chance because mm. it's you. And he believed in them so much that they believed in themselves. Mm. And that's when you get a young kid like Trent Alexander-Arnold at the time trying shit that catches out. Lionel Messi and co. You yeah. know, so what a manager he is. Honestly, mate. It, you guys, even when he signed for Liverpool, Sir Alex Ferguson himself said, that worries me. Yeah. <laughs> that wor- and now it's like, look, he even got the respect straight away from Fergie because Fergie knew what the fuck he was. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, And also, if you look at the resources he's been given, assess them down the years. And by the way, there, there was a podcast I was listening to the other day that said uh, there has never been a greater piece of squad mismanagement than Jose Mourinho at Chelsea getting rid of Kevin De Bruyne and Mo Salah. Facts, yeah. Facts. I, I, I must admit, I think Man United getting rid of Pogba early on and then having to spend 100 million to buy him back is quite funny Bad. as well. But th- that, that I, I, I kind of get how that happened because Pogba was so young and he was sort of... Audacious, and yeah. ...hard-headed and he didn't want to be played by the rules. And it's happened before that. You know, De Bruyne and Salah, nah, nah. You just, how do you miss that? I mean... Yeah. Even even the other night, I mean, this shows how good Kevin De Bruyne is. This is a Liverpool winning the league mm. podcast sort yeah. of thing. Kevin De Bruyne's free kick against Chelsea it's was oh, exquisite, mate. Obviously, yeah. this man is special. Yeah, what a footballer! But it, even with him, they these days couldn't fucking they couldn't. The fact that you guys are twenty three points clear with seven games to go. I mean, God, how could I mean how how could anyone dare? Day, you guys didn't just walk the league. You fucking crawled. You mm-hmm. you backstroked the league. Yeah, right. You back. You were sipping a fucking pina colada on a fucking lilo in the fucking pool, just swishing along like 
this we got this this is easy you you're out of sight man mm-hmm. Pep Guardiola and one of the best squads ever created in Premier League history this Man City quad, uh, squad could have beaten the the best of the best in the last 20 years of the Premier League this Man City team is that good and you you were the team that arguably is is not as good as this not as deep yeah. have blown them away that can't be how can that even be ignored in I, the slightest man I thought City were going to do what Liverpool did this season I, thought, I, I probably did as well yeah, I, there's a prediction podcast at the start of the season where I said I think Liverpool will fall away will be in the running pack but we will not be able to keep up with City no offence but I'm pretty sure Hugh as he said Arsenal third just putting that out there pretty, yeah I mean we, sure we all have we all, I'm we all sorry you. Yeah, I'm so sorry I, do feel I sorry think I said you. Arsenal fourth as well so it's cool um, yeah there was hope then but then God. you so Right, so in highlighting what Mourinho did with Salah and De Bruyne, I'm not saying Mourinho's a bad manager, he still won things, but even Jurgen Klopp said himself in a press conference, I didn't really want Mo Salah when he came to the club. I wanted, I think he wanted someone else. People didn't realise what we were dealing with there. Special yeah. talent. And it, what, credit to Liverpool, it wasn't Jurgen Klopp that put some of this squad together. Obviously he says, yeah, that guy would be great or, you know, I, I can work Me. with that. But it's Michael Edwards mm-hmm. and it is FSG, uh, which is John Henry and those guys who also managed the Boston Red Sox, who also won the World Series. Um, and those guys have put this together, which is taking Moneyball from a few years ago and going, right, what's the modern version of that? What's a version where we got a bit more money, where we got some science, where we can invest in that? That's why when we're saying now, in retrospect, Virgil van Dijk is a, is a bargain at 75 million, we can say that. Yeah, but what I find fascinating about this Liverpool team is um, by comparison to other, uh, other mm-hmm. great Premier League winning sides, I feel like there's nowhere near the stars in that team. Yeah. Although you could argue Mane and Salah are, you know, Galactico level. Um, and, and Van Dijk is the best defender in the world. He might be, yeah. Alisson may be the best but, goalkeeper. But, and I, yeah, there's, but it's not littered with stars the way the other teams were. And, uh, you know, I, I, I guess the way... And, and maybe that's because it's right now I feel that way. But yeah, I, I feel like what they've achieved with a with a midfield like I think a lot of people look at the midfield as their they're probably by comparison to those great sides as their weakest point even though it's not a weak right. point compared to other teams and you just think wow like you've been able to squeeze so much out of this lot I mean it's it's unbelievable and and do you know what I wonder what I really wonder is how the fuck Raheem Sterling must feel watching this because I, know, I right? tell you what, mate, when he left Liverpool, the, you guys were floundering. You were you were going nowhere fast. He was he was part of he, that. We he, were we were a bit like shit. People are leaving. Yeah. Are we the club that is mate, below all those was, guys? Yeah, and, and clearly City were skyrocketing because this was when they were at the their spending peak almost, or they were beginning to really gather that momentum. Fifty million for him and, and, and going for fifty million for Sterling at the time it seemed crazy money because he was so young. Etc. But he he was seen to be doing that thing where you jump ship because you want to win things, and now, bro, you went to the you 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 went to the the titans, the ones who have all the fucking money, and guess what? You just got, and I say this, I just want to say this, smoked. You got smoked. So like, and I, and this is the thing: Man City are amazing outfit. Pep Guardiola, amazing manager. But for him to jump ship like that, and to then have him all of a sudden look over his shoulder, and Liverpool have just gone right, and it's like, 
you could have been a part of that you could have had a Champions League winner's medal you could have had your title win with them you didn't have to leave you didn't have to go like it must be interesting because people now look at Sterling different because of because he did that it was seen and I don't take this the same way I think it's unfair when people say you sold your soul and all that bullshit the guy made a career move he wanted more money he wanted a better opportunity I don't blame him for it he had, he had some but good, City it, were an exciting team in that my yeah. god of course it were but I'm just saying fuck me it is ironic that the team that dethroned him and his team are the team he seen to be not good enough to fulfil his dreams at and guess what Sky's the limit now for Liverpool. That's amazing. Yeah, and I mean, also the fact that you know Raheem Sterling has had Liverpool get under his skin a little bit since there was the fight that he had. Mm. Um, there was. He also hit the post last night. He also, yeah, he also <laughs> hit the post. Saying. I mean, when he hit the post, I was like, it's like, mm, not your day, pal." No. Is it? <laughs> and the fact is, Raheem Sterling is going to have to clap Liverpool out at the mate, next match. Mate, mate. <laughs> what the fuck must that feel like mm. for him? Was was Klopp there when he left? Uh, no, it was Brendan Rodgers. Oh, cool. Yeah. Fair, fair enough then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Probably would have stayed if it was Klopp. Uh, but I mean, Klopp, Klopp said the same too. I mean, imagine what a few people are looking at. Coutinho must be looking at that and going, hmm, okay, I went to Barcelona and it didn't work out. I'm at Bayern Munich. Coutinho, well, he's good at Bayern Munich. But- Coutinho, fuck. What a player he was for you guys. And now he's floundered and floundered and he's viewed as, as he's not viewed as elite level now. He thought he was too good. So yeah. that's Sterling and Coutinho, who both thought they were too good for Liverpool. Emery Chan left and uh, went to Juventus. Now they're all now sitting, watch, and now yeah. sitting watching you guys, thinking, wish we could be a part of that. Yeah. And I, I think be. Sterling maybe not, but I think have a Champions League ban thrown in there, and he might change his tune a yeah. little bit. But, but that's the point, is Liverpool have won, under Jurgen Klopp, the two big trophies. That's it. That is a manager, you go, yeah, okay, completed that. Completed it, mate. Yeah, genuinely. <laughs> and then he's also looking beyond that and going, well, you know, we could win again next season. There is the, you know, there is the chance now to lay down a foundation and look at an exit strategy for mm-hmm. Klopp because I don't think Klopp has always looked at that. But I also think it's that Liverpool aren't, the, in many ways, Liverpool aren't a unique team and there is a uniqueness to Liverpool in that they come from Liverpool. There, is, there was intense poverty there at one point. There was, uh, it was really hard times. Mate, let's be real here. Like Liverpool... Is a working class area Always yeah. will be That's what and, it is And despite my accent And despite You know Where I am now At this point Like I still feel an affinity With those Those people I still really am happy for Them I don't, The problem is Last night when I was Tweeting that video out I didn't think God, Working class boy Done good I was happy for Liverpool fans Who are What Liverpool represent I don't think I'm like The, the cliched Liverpool fan Maybe I'm a cliched Plastic Liverpool fan But like I'm happy for those I will, people. I will say you've never looked more scouse in your life with this long hair right yeah, now. Yeah, that's great, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like I'm on the beat. <laughs> Literally. And you become, also when you're having a kid, you become a bit more um, aware of your heritage. You become a bit more aware of what you want to teach him from where you came from. I know from. you're getting more emotional, I can see that. Yeah. And you, you want to, you, you're proud of that. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of individuals at Liverpool right now who are very proud of... of I know exactly that. what you're saying. Yeah. I know, I know what you mean. Like, even me, like, although I was born and bred in Newcastle, I feel like I've been, uh, you know, I've seen around the world now. I've got a bit of, you know, life experience. I don't class myself as the core fan base. I don't, I don't want to be a, a spokesperson at all no. for them. Um, I'm very fortunate in my life. And there's a lot of people, for example, from Liverpool or from Newcastle who wouldn't be so fortunate. And I can imagine how you're feeling looking at them going, 
this means so much to those people and I'm so happy that they're having that moment especially after COVID and you know what I really you know what I really uh, love and hate about that at the same time is that I can go to I can go to Anfield and uh, I don't know maybe there are people around me who are judging me at Anfield who are like who the fuck is this plastic, you know, this plastic, plastic wanker but I've also had some Bender. great times in yeah I've also had who's that little fucking I've also had some great times just going to Anfield and you end up talking to the people around you you end up if you're in the cop if you're in uh, yeah. if you're in the main stand wherever you are you end up having a great time with the people and everyone starts chatting and there's no one who goes like, wait, where's your accent from? What are you, why are you here? What are you doing here? And no one questions that. So I love that as well. I really think that's great. I love Liverpool for what it is now under Jurgen Klopp. I love that we are a team that everyone all right, all right, all right. no I mean like everyone looks at and goes I oh, want a I bit love, of that I love Liverpool, oh, I love Liverpool. sick of it yeah. no, sick of it I love it because there are people from the outside who went I want in on that and I think part of the reason that people are so enough salty enough about Red Men TV yeah good. Right? <laughs> no, seriously though I was just thinking about the Congrats lads to them I do want to say well done Paul I'm Chris. happy for the Red Men lads yeah. they, they deserve this because they've they put worked their work so hard yeah. Yeah. yeah genuinely I thought about them I was yeah. happy for the lads I actually I texted Chris last night and he just texted me back one phrase he just put drink it in and I was just like do you know Alan yeah Alan, Alan Tobin so Alan we, we have him on the kickoff. Uh, he's an Irish guy uh, loves Liverpool and he, he tweeted out this morning woke up covered in sick do I regret it not one single fuck given yeah Love he actually texted me about my tweet he said um, that's got me all emotional and then I was like yeah I'm emotional too now Alan's a big emotional beast he is lovely he? and should we, I, I don't, what, what else is there to, to cover really I, I mean the one thing people were having a little moan about was the fact that you guys were celebrating outside of Anfield no social distancing lines, a good point. no masks I just thought to myself like bro we're, we've had protests in the thousands has there been a second spike yet no are we opening the fucking pubs and restaurants and all that shit in a week yeah let them fucking celebrate well pa- Boris was watching that going love that absolutely yeah. love herd immunity brilliant yeah. If finally, the Liverpool fans have got it. Don't celebrate the, the title win. Don't, don't celebrate the title win. Nah, it, I didn't care. Personally, I didn't care. And, and if it had been anyone else, Man City, Chelsea, I don't give a shit. At this point, we've had so many gatherings of thousands of people. Let it be. All right? Brilliant. Use uh, the Beatles song just for let it. it. I love be, that. Let it be. And <laughs> I also enjoy... You know what? A few weeks ago, I, I felt differently about it because the science said different the science that we now know might not be as uh, good well, or whatever. Matter. I mean, it, it, but they're letting us out now, so that's it. I, I love mean, fuck it. Do you know? What I, do you know what I so love about it is like Anfield for Liverpool uh, is a bit like a you know everyone stadium is a bit like a church or a cathedral or whatever that everyone loves going to. And when you think of all the stuff, how many people have walked to Anfield to go see the games? How many people have gone home? How many nights that have been great there? this is adding to that this isn't just another day outside Anfield because sometimes you, when you go to a stadium it can feel a bit grey it can be like a people weird people might day. disagree depending on what the science says at that time because obviously this is me just saying what how what would be nice I'm not saying what definitely should happen but if we could manage it on the final game of the season to have a packed Anfield that would be great mm-hmm. um, if, 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 if that's where we are by then I don't know if we will be but yeah. let's I'm, see I'm definitely going to head to Liverpool I'm you know I've got a newborn son <clears throat> I'm considering heading to Liverpool for the parade mm. just because it's uh, once in a lifetime yeah it Can feels you that way. take a camera and record for the kickoff that's what I was thinking I was just thinking Thank I'm, you, very you know, much. have a little a day out because yeah. I've you know every other time that I'll Liverpool send Alan with you as protection I, I don't need protecting <laughs> 
Although, there, yeah, there's some Once again, I'll send Alan with you. Yeah. <laughs> there are some funny stories, actually, of when I, I made a Liverpool documentary and um, I went to, like, the Liverpool pub mm-hmm. and it was very clear that my accent was not welcome at that pub because I, I was... Um, and, I, and in that moment, I didn't go, oh, that's a bit unfair. I went, yeah, fair play. Like, yeah, I'm blatantly I'll send myself out then, shall I? Yeah, genuinely. Shall I, just... I was a bit like, can I just get... Is there any chance I could get one more? Can I get a glass of water? Word Sorry, from what? You? Yeah, can I have a water? Yeah, water? Well, to be fair, Fuck I, off. I was only getting paid very low that that yeah. that point in my life before you met me, right? Yeah. Huh? 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 What, what can I say? It, I'm very proud, and I'm very happy. I'm. I don't care what anyone else thinks. I'm happy with my dad. That's all that I need. That's all. That's that's where we're ending it. Yeah. That's where we're ending it. You Lawrence McKenna, ladies and gentlemen, happy as a dad with his dad mm. um, so hopefully you've enjoyed that I thought Man City were going to beat Chelsea so we didn't do a live show but I didn't want to get um, <laughs> Mr McKenna's take on it as, as, a, as a Premier League champion fan of uh, just to be clear fan thereof um, and uh, will you get a star on over that now next season uh, like that? did I they do that we've got the world champion yeah it's, it's going to be a great what jersey hey Nike yeah uh, send them one send them one I'm sitting here in this yeah imagine what your shirt could look like um, so yeah appreciate everyone tuning in I hope I hope we haven't triggered anyone that wasn't what we did that for but if we have well celebrate with us be, be happy for five minutes I've got a few friends who are Manchester United fans when Newcastle win the league in two years time sure I'm going to question the practices but second to that when you throw a chair across the room when they've won the league I'm going to be really happy. God, for I you. really hope for your sake, Newcastle don't win Why? the league because you will be I will be. You know, th- I've got to give you credit right now. I would be being a much bigger arsehole oh, than what you are. Oh, sorry, I did yeah. see some of your tweets. Yes, yeah, the uh, what was the one? Um, the the little gap there thing that you tweeted. Oh yeah, because Man City last time said uh, fine margins, and I just pointed out this was a very fine margin between Liverpool and Man City at the top of the league just 23 points at the top of the league that one's an awkward one could be more by the end of the season bro I'm enjoying it I'm also (laughs) it's just fun there's nothing better than having a rival that you hate the league is better with competition with a team that you either hate or love or whatever not much competition right now I've got to be honest with you but I loved it's pretty easy for you I loved hating Man City Mm. I loved hating Manchester United before that I loved hating Chelsea before that I loved hating all those players I did not like Cristiano Ronaldo it's not proper hate though is it it's fun hate Lawrence it's fate no yeah exactly I loved hating Alex Ferguson when he was gone I missed him terribly yeah he is a legend in a time where we have found out what real hate means right we're actually finding out that in sport you can still hate people and it's alright yeah but in a in a healthy way does that make sense yeah it's okay to not like Liverpool and it's alright that I don't give a fuck what you think that's okay uh, that was uh, Lawrence McKenna once again. Um, just, just a happy guy. Uh, I, I am. I, I believe you. No, believe me. <laughs> no, say it. Say I'm happy. I'm happy. Right, Lawrence. good. We're all happy. I'm now. happy as a Newcastle it, fan bro. because we're not getting relegated this season, exactly. and that's all I wanted. You guys, yeah. Thank you, Steve Bruce. How's your bacon? Did you see? But how's your championship? Did you see? Um, we'll see what Newcastle still haven't been taken over. Um, sorry, we'll do um, a podcast on that day. If it happens, that is, you know, we'll see. Sure. Do you think? It'll happen. They're just waiting. They're probably waiting for Liverpool to win the title so they can go, let's bury this. Then it's like, all right, next day, Newcastle have been bought out. 
We've got to do another Imagine that. Everyone will hear Geordies and Scousers really happy all together. Ooh. We are that. We're, we're, when you get to that part of the country, we're that part of the country that you just, people hate from south of Watford Gap. Yeah, don't, people don't They've care. never been there. Yeah. They don't understand it. Geordie's been happy for Liverpool, actually. A lot of congratulations tweets I've seen. Yeah, well, you've our, had Keegan, you've had, yeah. you know, a few guys, John Barnes. A few Barnes. crossovers, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we're still talking. Um, yeah, that's the end of the podcast. Here's some more conversation. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, right. We'll see you on Thursday night for the Liverpool-Man City game where we will all be standing up and clapping Liverpool as they come <laughs> Lawrence has never insisted on anything before, so we're going to do it. it. Uh, Thursday night, we'll see you there. True Geordie main channel. It's Man City, former champions, against the defending champions, <laughs> the reigning champions. Liverpool. What are they called? Liverpool, Liverpool Football Club. There you go then. Don't forget that. Uh, subscribe. We'll see you later.